0: Tuesday morning to you. Good Tuesday morning to you. I hope this message finds you doing well. I'm Chris. You're watching and or will be listening to Encouraging Your Spirit, the podcast. We're going to get started with our Tuesday morning devotional right after this song. I do not own the rights to this song. (laughs) I'm <laughs> Gracious God, that's our heart cry this morning. That the whole world finds your love. That the world that is around us and that our circle of influence knows your love, the love that frees, the love that saves, the love that guides, the love that protects, the love that delivers, the love that is always presence, the love that is stronger than the the power of the grave, the love that is higher than the mountains and fears that we face, the love that calls out to us, whether we're in the valley or on the mountaintop, in good times, in bad times, in certain times, in times that we're unable to articulate or describe love that is always with us and for us, the love that delights in each and every one of us, the love that sees, the love that remains, the one thing that remains, no matter what is going on, no matter what the doctor report says, no matter the circumstance, the season of life that we may be in or wherever we find ourselves, that love that you give us, kind, loving, gracious, wonderful spirit. We thank you for that love, the love that overwhelms us, but overwhelms us in a good way. The kind of love that overwhelms us with your mercy and your grace and your kindness and your compassion that is with each and every one of us. We just thank you for love that great, love that mighty, love that sovereign, love that good, love that awesome. We just thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus, for that love and remind ourselves in this day, this very moment of that great love that you have for each and every one of us, that love that we don't have to perform or be anything or do anything special. It's the love that is. We thank you, Jesus, for all that you're doing in us, through us, and around us today. We come before you in this moment just to say thank you, just to say hi, just to say, we're so grateful for everything that you're doing. We cast all our cares, that, that the things that we're facing uh, before you today with the attitude and expectancy and knowing that you hear us and that you see us and that you will answer and do answer and we'll give whatever it is that we're needed, all we have needed, your hands, have provided, and do provide. And we just remind ourselves of that in this moment right now. We thank you, give you glory, give you praise, give you honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. How y'all doing today? I'm Chris, in case you forgot in the last couple of minutes. Just wanted to share that song, I Do Not own the rights to that song but that's one of my favorite ones by um maverick city and uh in full disclosure i did record this podcast friday but there were a lot of technical difficulties part of it was was my end part of it there was a lot of going on uh, a lot of things going on in the neighborhood so when i was recording it um they were literally taking down a tree. So when I tried to go back and listen to the video, it was just a lot going on. So I figured, you know what, I'm just going to re-record it. It's also true uh, for podcast announcements that I've been on vacation since July 15th. So I'm making this recording now and I'm literally will be out of town um, and not recording until next week. Um, So Just letting you know what's going on, but you don't have no fear. There are at least 185 episodes on all of the podcast platforms, wherever Pods are casted. So you can definitely check in and listen to any of the episodes. I've also sent out some emails for some guests uh, for this fall and or end of summer. And we'll see how that goes. Uh, But I hope that, you know, as, as we're talking right now, wherever you find yourself in life in this day, that you're doing okay. All right, let's go. I got my notes here. So that's what this paper is. Um, uh, if if uh, you wonder what we're gonna talk about today, we're talking about bearing one another's burdens. And the question I want you to write down, reflect on, is what does it mean to bear one another's burdens? I want you to think about what, what that means, think about that you know, amongst yourselves. Turn, if you will, and or we'll when you get the chance, to Galatians 2, because that's what we're looking at. The, the scripture, that says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. That's Galatians 2, that's the New King James Version. Things I want you to think about is the word to bear comes from, from a Greek word, uh, bustazo, which means to carry, to take up, uh, or even to take away or carry off. The word burden, comes from the Greek word "baros," which means a weight. So when we're thinking about uh, bearing burdens, it means to take away or carry off the weight of someone else that someone else is experiencing. In essence, you, me, us are bringing some form of relief and comfort to someone else's challenging situation. And if you're wondering like why, Because the second part of it says uh, to fulfill the law of Christ. So why Jesus asked us to bear the burden. So when we consider that that statement, fulfill the law of Christ, let's go back and look at two statements that Jesus said about the law. Jesus replied, I believe this is in uh, Matthew, excuse me, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. And with all your mind, this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is, is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments, Matthew 22, 37 through 40. So when Jesus is saying that the the bearing one another another's burdens to fulfill the law, we're saying that contextually it comes from um, the two laws that were given uh, in Matthew's version when it was talking about loving the Lord. Your God with all your heart and all your soul and your mind, as well as loving your neighbor as yourself. And so, a quick example of like the concept of bearing burdens, like where have we seen it before? Because you know, I love information patterns. I love like where have we seen that before? And the Old Testament and New Testament. So, in the Old Testament, Bearing burdens was an, an example was in Deuteronomy when it was saying, if anyone is poor among you or your fellow Israelites in any of the towns of the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward them, rather be open-handed and freely lend them whatever they need. Give generously to them and do so without a grudging heart. Then because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in everything you put your hand to. And that was in Deuteronomy 5, 15, excuse me, 7 through 8, and Deuteronomy 15 to 10. But then in the New Testament, we've heard about bearing burdens. You know, it was a New Testament reality. Um, I think it's Acts 2, 44 through 45, where it says all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. You know, we're just talking about when it's mentioned before. We're not breaking down those scriptures, because Please note, I didn't break those down. I'm just telling you where we've seen this topic before. And then in Acts 4, where it was talking about how all the believers were one one in heart and in mind, no one had claimed with any of their positions was their own, but they showed everything they had with great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them, all that. There were no needy persons among them. From time to time, those who owned land or houses or sold them brought the money from the sales and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had a need. And so, what we're saying is these are examples of where the idea of bearing the burdens uh, of one another is mentioned. We also know Jesus is, is a burden bearer um, as well. But today, what we're talking about is bearing the burdens of one another, meaning me, you, us, our fellow neighbors. Think of people that are all around you, people that you may know, people that you may not, you may not know. Because when I think of may know, I'm thinking like, who's in your circle of influence? Like, you know, people like that. And, you know, the other question of the day is, what does this mean, bearing one another's burdens in everyday life? So a couple of weeks ago on Facebook, I came across this post by Dr. Esau Macaulay. And I did get his book, so I can't wait to read it. It's literally at the library right now. I'm gonna go pick it up later today. And he says, it's hard to be a faithful multi-ethnic church unless you're committed to justice because having a diverse church includes the Pauline command to bear one another's burdens if one refuses to bear the burdens of the injustices others suffer, authentic community is compromised. And I think just to paraphrase, we are talking about, okay, when we're saying bearing burdens, we're saying not just the burdens that we know of, such as um, oftentimes, here's, here's my point. Oftentimes when you hear about bearing burdens, we're thinking about financial burdens, emotional, spiritual, mental, you know, those burdens. And, 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 and while that's true, it's also true that people can have other burdens that they're carrying as well. So this, this uh, post was talking about like people who've experienced injustice. You know, when we're saying we're gonna bear another bird, bear- bearing one another's burdens, the deeper question, the deeper thought is will we be bearing those two? Because if you're saying, hey, I, I didn't mean that, then his question is that really compromises authenticity when we think about authenticity of a church, authenticity of people, it's all the things that they carry, even if they're things that you, me, us, may not necessarily deal with. Just because I don't deal with it does not mean that another person that is my, I'm gonna say brother and sister, but brother and sister, however you may identify experience. So if we're really gonna talk about how we're gonna bear another people's burdens, then we need to talk about all the burdens, not just the ones that we're quick to pick up. And maybe quick isn't the word, but I just know sometimes when you look at scriptures and when when you think about bearing another's burdens, we just talk about the temporal things. And it's like, yeah, it's true. People have real temporal needs or it might not seem temporal, but it can come across as temporal because people can be like, you know, I have a real financial need or I have a real, you know, emotional need. I have a real, you know, this particular spirituality need. But then there are also other things that people can experience. And are we going to really have conversations about how we bear others' burdens? And just that context of that scripture today, and also think about this because, you know, maybe a week or two ago, I was on a podcast episode, I was talking about redress, about making things right. And about how sometimes in church, one of the challenges is, you know, you can have a, a pastor a ministry leader that'll have a specific teaching, and then they'll say, Hey, I don't necessarily subscribe to that. And while that's definitely a part of everyday experience, whether you're in ministry or just in life, where people can can positionality have certain beliefs and things that they subscribe or, or ascribe to, if you will, if that's even a word, but that's what's coming to my mind. And then they say, hey, that no longer fits. I'm no longer really going, you know believing in that, no, will I'll be teaching that or no, will i be promoting that. And then the question becomes, well, what about for people who've been harmed by whatever that was and how sometimes we in church spaces or in life spaces do not address redress? Like how do you really make it right for the people that have, have experienced harm? And we don't necessarily have conversations about that. We just say, oh, what person, you know, they evolved. They, you know, said, hey, they were wrong. Or they said, hey, I don't believe in that. Or hey, I'm not going to teach that. And then they move on to the next thing. But yet, while that's true, we don't often talk about the harm. And we don't often talk about, you know, the fact that people, you know, might have subscribed to that. And they might be experiencing something, you know, and I don't know what something it is because it really depends on the context and it depends on what it was that was going on. But thinking about that in the context of what, today bearing others' burdens. I just want you to keep that in mind. It also reminded me too of an experience some years ago, 2014. <clears throat> I consider a, uh, considered attending seminary and it said, you know, I could pop in the class and just see if I liked it and decide if I wanted to stay. At the, that particular time, I didn't because I was literally in a new, new position at work and I trying to figure out that, that job. So I could not figure out, excuse me, how I could do this job and all of the things that were required for it and do a graduate program or a divinity program at the same time. But the thing that I thought about most was when the professor was talking about a scripture where he was talking about people confessing their sins stay with me because I know confessing their sins and bearing burdens is not necessarily the same thing but what I think about most regardless of whether we're talking about confessing sins is um just the vulnerability and trust that it takes to share. So whether you're sharing a burden and your burden is sin or you're sharing a burden and it's just something that's weighing you down and there's zero things to do with with, uh, sin at all, I still think about vulnerability and trust, the ability to, to go in a space, whether it's a place or with a person, and share something that is on your heart. And I think, you know, yes, there are practical ways to bear another's burdens, because so when I think about practical ways, as I was saying earlier, financial, spiritual, family, you know, somebody's having trouble with their bills. I can remember uh, long ago when I worked in a church ministry in Florida, 10% of the offering that they took out was set aside for the benevolent fund, and anybody could call, whether you're a member or not, and if you have financial struggles, they would pay whatever your bill was, Some people, is not necessarily connected to a church. I think about my parents. My parents, you know, people call my mother and father, and they're struggling with different things, and my parents will pay their bill for them, or they might not have food, and my mother keeps a deep freezer that's filled with all kinds of food. You can go out there. She'll bring it to you, or my dad will, so you can get something to eat. All of these are examples of things that are like bearing a burden that somebody else is experiencing. Some people, you know, I've seen people start small groups in their home because there was some spiritual need or something that they saw was needed. And so they, they just started this group in their house and, and, and it met the needs of whatever was going on or family need, you know, it, all of these are ways that when our, Siblings in in the body, I'll just go with siblings in the body. Siblings in the body are experiencing a burden. These are ways that we, you, us can assist with bearing the burden they experience. But if we're looking at what Dr. McCauley is writing in this uh, meme that I was just sharing to you, I think that it's tied more to an essay that he wrote about why Christians must fight systemic uh, racism because he was writing that many fear that Christians who speak out against racism want to tear down America. That's not true. We are the, are the fools who believe that America might be better, Might excuse me, we are the fools who believe that America might better embody its ideas for all people. We are the people of hope. We don't want destruction of any good thing. We want justice. So when he's thinking about that, he's talking about how do you visualize justice for others and justice means in his words or in this, this post, justice meant you know, bearing the burdens of injustice that others might face. And my question is when we're thinking about bearing the, the burdens is what does the just future for everyone look like? Have we really, Hill Space, begin to really think about what that means and what that looks like Because I know, like I said earlier in the last post, you know, I think I was calling it reflections at the water cooler, uh, redress, and restorative justice. Well, redress, as I said, means to make something right. And then the three core elements of restorative justice, which are encounter, repair, and transform. And these are interconnected concepts that represent the journey toward wellness and wholeness. And when we say wellness and wholeness, well, wellness and wholeness against, or in relationship to theological positioning and, and framing, wellness and wholeness, as it relates to every aspect of your life. And when we think about the discussion of bearing one another's burdens, then the burdens that my siblings in the body encounter whether I cause them or not is not the issue. Is how do you bear those? And what does justice look like? And how do you support and hold space for people when they're experiencing these things? And they're not just ones and dones, or just this month, but they're continual. And a continuum in many ways. And thinking about too, it on a larger scale, what does justice look like within church and ministry spaces? So if you remember nothing that I've said, because i've said a lot bearing one another's burdens comes from the command in which jesus asks us to love the lord your god with all your heart and all your soul and all your man, your mind and loving your neighbor as yourself that's where it comes from and i'm asking you to think about you know what does it mean to bear burdens when it's in addition to the practical ones the ones that we're familiar as well as the deeper ones such as injustice and, and to really think deeply about what it would mean to create a world that's just. In church spaces, in ministry spaces, in life, what would that look like? And I think it would be really great to have conversations about what that looks like and what that means and what that would embody. You know, the other day I was having a lunch with a fellow graduate student in my program. She's further ahead than I am, but we were just talking about church ministry spaces, because she's an active member of an A.M.E. church. And she was talking about the importance of really having these conversations in church spaces, because, you know, now, you know, I mean, I know on on some grand level, COVID, uh, the pandemic still exists, even though for many of us, the world has opened back up. You can travel. I'm I'm able to travel this week. Um, And I've traveled at least two, three times, where two years ago, nobody was going anywhere. But Only think about that in terms of church spaces. Well, a lot of church spaces are open, you know, uh, but she was bringing up a point that some people are never coming back, and the reasons that they were never coming back don't have anything to necessarily do with the pandemic, but the reason that they're not coming back is because, you know, oftentimes when we look in, in within the church space, people have been harmed, and and people have been deeply hurt by theological positioning, by framing that surrounds a lot of topics, misogyny, patriarchy, toxic theology, the harming, the lack of affirming language or affirming beliefs as it relates to LGBTQIA as people. And I mean, all of those things They might seem seem separate, but the interconnected parts of that are that it's a burden that others bear. And it would be really great if within the space, the space that's supposed to be safe, the space of Jesus, whose love is inclusive, we talked about what justice looks like. What redress looks like? And how do we create, not just what it looks like, but how will we create it within the spaces that we're in? Or is that even a goal? And just really had a real good conversation about that. in, in, in as much as we're creating the sermons the, that empower and, in, and educate and encourage and uplift and teach us on the Sunday hour, Whatever time, you know, on Sundays that they meet, you know, thinking about other programming, you know, through the week, however you do that. And I know there are lots of people that are doing that or at least beginning to do that. And today I just wanted to bring reflection on thinking about what that means in everyday life if we bear the burdens of others that are around us. Okay, that's all I got. That's all I got. I hope what I have said gives you thoughts, food for your mind, your heart and your spirit. I hope you have a great rest of your day. I love you. You will never change it. See y'all next week. Have a good day.